With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. Hockey! Yeah. Yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. And just like that, we begin Judd's Hockey Show, a show that after two periods tonight, the Minnesota Wild and St. Louis Blues were tied at two apiece, and I thought we might come on and talk about a wild one-goal victory. I thought we might talk about Kirill Kaprizov's absolutely magnificent first period. And instead, we are discussing a 5-2 loss because ultimately, unfortunately for the Wild, the best Russian on the ice in the third period was Vladimir Tarasenko, who had a hat-trick, including an empty neck goal. 5-2 Blues win. A decisive, potentially, Game 6 for the Wild on Thursday in St. Louis. Judd Declan, of course, uh, presented by our friends JHS is at Surly. And if you've got one right now, I envy you because I am at the arena. I need one, Declan. I believe that you have one, correct? Before I do we start, have one. I'd like to see. I'd like to see what uh, what taste, what flavor you have. Go with my Surly oh, Supreme. Grapefruit and, Supreme. And after I, after I get my first vent out, I'm, I'm going to drop also an unnamed uh, tequila in this oh, because apparently our guy, that. our guy David, uh, our friend at Surly Brewing, recommended to drop Dave. in some tequila yeah. into the Surly Supreme, and I, I promise a live taste test, no matter win or lose. And yeah. oh boy, after the loss. <laughs> I'm going to need it. So uh, um, I'll get into that in just a little bit. But so, my God, Judd. So quickly, um, that is just deflating. I mean, this is just deflating. This is so – um, it, it's – yeah, it, it really does. I mean, O'Reilly scored the first goal, power play. Wild comes back and scores not one but two power plays. And Kirill Kaprizov in the first period is magnificent. So it's two to one. Blues come back and tie it uh, on a Brandon Saad tipping goal. And so, okay, it's 2-2. It's going to be a close game. That's fine. And then Tarasenko scores um, two goals in the third period, the first of, of which he was basically was not picked up. And I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Felino, um, Hartman, and Greenway were on the ice. The defensive pairing was Spurgeon and Middleton. Spurgeon, by the way, also on the ice for the side goal with Brodeen at the time. Um, but Tarasenko not picked up. And then... The fourth goal was, I thought, I mean, it's a tough save, but Fleury saw the puck, and he didn't stop it. And so that's that. Uh, incredibly disappointing. But, Dex, I think what we sh- should do, because it, it, of course, is getting late, I think we should turn this to the people that are going to join us and allow them to vent, because, like, this is a vent line night. I think this mm-hmm. is the definition of a vent line night. Yeah, this is a safe space, by the way, as I pour my oh, my really... It's really beverage okay. for the camera. Uh, oh, look if you'd at like that to get in good. on this, this is a Surly Supreme. 
I can't promise you I can hand you a Surly Supreme, but if you have a Surly oh, near yeah, you, I highly recommend it. And if you'd like to join the stream to talk about this game with us, it's scrolling at the cross uh, or across the bottom of your screen right now. It's Vikings Vent Line, for uh, the lack of better words, uh, at gmail.com. Vikings Vent Line at gmail.com. If uh, you have thoughts on this game, we would love to hear from you guys. Safe space for us to do it. Um, and as uh, Dave promised here, I poured my Surly Supreme. I'm going to drop in the uh, little magic elixir of this tequila yep. here, Judd Zolgad. Drum roll, please. Right. We'll get a review here shortly, and then we'll start to hear Mix your in this a little bit. Yeah, I've already got some people filling in the room. And by the way, I do, expect, that. I, I do expect you folks to be pissed off because you shouldn't. You'd be pissed it. off because I'm pretty pissed right now. I, I, I might seem tame because I'm trying to focus on pouring this beer, but I'm pretty pissed okay. off after this. So okay. here's a first little sip. One sip, everyone knows the rules. <laughs> Thanks, Portnoy. Oh, wow. Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm breaking it. Two sips. Yeah, it's scoring. Dave was right. Do whatever you want. Dave was right. Wow, that's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. Dave is that is great. Thank you, Dave. Thank you to Surly Brewing for powering how pissed off um, and making me a little bit more tame in the short term right now. Uh, If you like to join Wild Ventline, it's VikingsVentline at gmail dot com. Shoot me an email. Glad to get you on the screen. We got some people in queue already, so we'll gladly uh, pop you guys on here in just a second to talk about this one. Wild go down three to two in the best of seven series. Uh, Judd, let's waste no more time. We got one guy in queue. Let's go to Drew. Drew, what's hey, up? Drew. What's up? Hey, guys. How you doing right now? Uh, not too happy about that. No, no, uh, not too two periods. Uh, I, Judd, I, I got to ask. Yeah. I'm 18 years old, and I cannot believe what I'm watching. I don't know how you've done this for your entire life. Um, like, you, this is unbelievable. Yeah, it sucks. Um, no, 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 Drew... I have seen two World Series championships, so like I did see those. You you cl- clearly were were not born for yeah. either one, and not even close. Um, but ho- hockey wise, this is sort of the story of my life, and it absolutely stinks. Like I I don't know what else to tell you. As sports dad, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say it gets better, it gets easier. It's actually tougher because as I thought. Tonight, watching this game in the third period, a meltdown. I thought, you know what, Judd? You're closer to death than ever. And there's a chance you're never going to see the chalice paraded around the ice in this godforsaken state. And that's just not right. So I'm not going to lie to you. It stinks. Yeah. I guess my biggest, my two takeaways, I'm going to stay here. I mean, first of all, I, I think we're dead. I don't think there's any coming back from this. But uh, I think you're right. In it, my it life, like it. I think. It's this wild team or the 2017 Vikings are the best teams I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And they still, like, they can't get it done. They just, it's not going to happen. Like, I'm, I'm already losing hope. And, like, I, I, just, I just don't think it's going to happen. And I think Kirill Kaprizov is the Luka Doncic of the <laughs> NHL. I like that. That's a great because, I like that. That's like good. his first few years in Dallas, he was basically stranded. And it took him years to get out of the first round there. And right now it's looking like that here too. So So hey, I mean, wait wait, wait, wait. I'm gonna say uh, off your point too. Cause when when I, I, I did TikToks tonight between periods, I got questions about Hartman. Like Ryan Hartman should do more. To your point, I don't think he's capable. Like I don't think like like you I was pleasantly surprised with how he played in the regular season with with Mats and Kirill, right? 
But, like, we watch these games, and I don't think – I look at, at Fiala, and I say he could do more. He's scuffling, but he could do more. I don't think Ryan Hartman can. And so I think your Doncic uh, comparison is pretty accurate. I think that Kirill is on a line with a guy that he's been on a line with at center all season long. But I don't think that that guy is now capable of, like – Exploding. I think Ryan Hartman has done as much as he possibly can. And this goes back to why we talked about for how long that that line needs a real number one center, right? Like a real one, not like, oh, this guy's a nice player. So I think your your comp there is probably spot on. It's really good, dude. It's, it's hard to watch, man. I mean, it, it's so hard because you ha- you have these beliefs and hopes. And, I mean, I'm 52, you're 18, but we're thinking along the same lines of, okay, this could be something special. And we get this. It's very disappointing. All right. Sorry, man. I, I wish I could it, make Drew. it better. I wish Stick I could make it, it better. Yeah. That or change teams or states. God, that's a great. Kirill as the Luka Doncic, I actually love that. They even sort of look alike in some ways. Yeah, actually, I wouldn't be surprised the hockey whisperer maybe uh, steals a take from that tomorrow Uh-oh. on Mackie and Judd. I wouldn't be did shocked. I, cut I, out I wouldn't, wouldn't. cut out? Nope. You got me still? Judd's all uh, good? Yep. Yeah, I got you. Did, did I cut out or did you cut out? Might have been me. Might have been me. Okay, I think it was you for a second because okay. uh, I'm plugged in here. That's all I'm going to say. I'm plugged let's, in. I got, uh, I got juice. Let's keep it rolling here then on, on, on Wild Vent Line. Let's go to Christian. What's up, Christian? How are you guys doing? Good, man. Not good. Well, not good, actually. I don't know why I I'm not going to lie. Yeah, Minnesota sports sucks. But, hey, I'm, I'm going to be the one optimistic person. There was no handshakes after that game. There's still <laughs> two games left. We got this. I think I think we're going to pull through. I mean, Judd, you've been saying all along, this is the cup, right? It's about winning. It's yeah. about winning. We got one game left, uh, two games left. If we win the next one, I think I think we got this. It's about winning. And if we really want to win the cup, then we'll win the next two. That's all I got to say. All right, man. Christian, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. the optimism. Christian, right, you know I appreciate the optimism. There's still two games you left, know, but man, okay, what a so sour here's my problem. Right. Yeah, just, just quickly, here's my problem. Because yeah, I do want to... 1,000% get back to the um, callers and stuff. My problem is this. I feel like I just watched this with the Wolves. Yeah. Well, do, you know, do you know what an opportunity the good Lord presented you in game four? The Blues were down four defensemen. Four defensemen. You were given a gift. The gift of a team that basically had to play two defensemen the entire game. And you didn't capitalize. And tonight, you got a real special. To, to give you a 2-1 lead, and you lose by three. Um, I know they didn't blow double-digit leads three times like the Wolves did, but my God, when is somebody in this godforsaken state going to capitalize on what the good Lord gives them sports-wise? You know, I, it's tough for me to compare it to the Wolves. I know what you're saying. I, I completely know what you're saying, and to your point of them being banged up the Blues, like that, that is a missed opportunity because the Blues – Going into game four, I mean, we're playing seven forwards. Look, Scott Brunovich is a great story, local kid. Loved watching him at UMD. But for God's sakes, they had to, they had to play an extra forward because they had literally no other defenseman. Um, and the fact you weren't able to steal that one, that stinks. And look, tonight, this makes it even worse. I get it. You're down now three to two. You've said all along, it wouldn't shock you if this wild team lost the Blues, but it would certainly be disappointing. Mm-hmm. And the way this has unraveled, in games five and six, Judd, mm-hmm. been extremely disappointing. Extremely yeah. disappointing. We'll keep it moving here on Wild Event Line. Let's go to Cam. Cam, what's hey, up, man. bud? You got me? You yep, got you. Okay. Just wallowing in my uh, Minnesota sports self-pity right now. Just got to say, 
completely justified after this game. You could feel the air come out of that building. As soon as that third period started, Tarasenko gets those two quick goals, and you can feel the anxiety, and it's totally justified. Uh, two quick points here, though. Effort, period three, just it, terrible. You know, Tarasenko gets those goals, and it felt like we had no fight back. We had we had nothing, you know. Kaprizov's out there doing his best, trying to be a one-man show, but you can't, you can't carry it all the time. Second point no, here. You're right. I... Golagoski and Merrill. One of them has got to be gone. I need Kulikov back. Goose is old. He can't skate. He can't keep up. Kulikov's younger. He's got those legs. I just, I can't watch him skate the puck into the middle and lose it again. Explain this, though. Explain to me goal number, was it three? The first goal by Tarasenko of the third period? Okay. Middleton gets beat by... Buchnevich, which is unfortunate, but he just flat out got beat. I mean, um, um, Jake didn't do a great job, but it oh, happens. No. But but explain this to me. In hockey, in playoff hockey, where every piece of real estate matters, like every speck of ice, how is Tarasenko flying down the slot not picked up? Because if Buchnevich centers that and Tarasenko's picked up properly, it's a centering pass, mm-hmm. but it's not completed. Like, to me, that's your, your point about, like, the effort or, like, you can't give that up. That's on the wings. That's on the center, picking the guy up down the middle. And it was Hartman, Greenway, Felino. That's what disappointed. And Greenway's by the, by the post when the goal scored. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that to me, that's, that's the type of thing where, to, you know, yeah, the air came out of the building because I, I can't explain it, but you're playing like it's January. It's no effort. Shows you don't want it. No, I hope right. they pick it up in game six because it's going to be tough you. to watch. It's go time, Cam. Got to go, man. Good stuff, Cam. Cam. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate you coming on. Still man. got the faith. Still got the faith. Well, keep it. You, you got keep to, it. I guess. Keep it, I, mean, I guess. Yeah. Hashtag keep the faith I, for, for right now. All we're saying uh, is give faith a chance. That was, that was rough to see. Oh, Joe, we have a packed green room uh, right now on Wild Vent Line. So we'll not waste any more time. All right. Claire. How are y'all? Good, how are you? You know, we're experiencing classic Minnesota disappointment, as I'm sure that y'all are used to, but it was tough to watch. I felt like there were a lot of opportunities squandered for sure, coming out of that first period feeling good. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'm wondering what kind of goal-tending changes we're going to see in the next game, if any. They might go to Cam. They could do it to, like, spark the team, I guess, but, like, and and Flurry wasn't. Great in that third tonight, no. giving up the back-to-back. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they finally go to Cam Talbot, Claire, but I don't know if it's going to do a whole lot. I don't know. It's their offense has been the problem. That third period was so disappointing right now that I'm still thrown. Uh, I, that third period, like, they didn't get off to a good start, but they came back and Kirill Kirilled, which is so much fun to watch, Claire. And then the second period I thought was really tight, but it, fun. You know, good stuff. And the third, it was like they came out like, okay, now we're and it's like, no, like you gotta pick guys up. And the flurry thing is a good question because I will say this at the start of the game and in the third, he looked shaky to me again. Um, but they've been so reliant and so and so dedicated to him. Um, I don't know that they would change now. If yeah. that makes sense, I don't know. I don't uh, Dean Dean likes structure, <laughs> and I mean Dean sticks with things. So I guess I might be a little bit 
surprised, but I wouldn't be offended because I felt like Flower tonight when push came to shove was certainly not at his best. Yeah, well, thanks for having me, boys, and I enjoyed listening to you all. Wish I could have been at the X tonight. Okay, thanks a lot. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks, Claire. Appreciate it. Appreciate you guys coming on Wild Event Line. All right, man, we, we'll, we'll keep it moving here. Let's uh, let's go to Cameron. Cameron, what's up, pal? How are you? Good, man. Uh, I love you guys' show. I've been I watch a lot of your Vikings content, but uh, thank you. It's just like I can't take this anymore, man. It's like how many times are Minnesota teams going to disappoint until we actually live up to our expectations, you know? Like the 98 Vikings, 09 Vikings, 17 Vikings, the right. 19 Twins, right. and now we got now we got the 21 Wild. And it just I know there I know it's only 3-2. I know they're still in this thing, but it, it just felt like the kill shot tonight, you know? It felt like the kill shot. Like, we just – I know these Minnesota fans deserve it. Like, we love these teams so much. And it just – Judd, I mean, you're twice as old as I am. Yeah, I can't believe, believe, I can't can believe how – I can't believe how you've held through it all these years, man. Like, just year after year after year of disappointment. And it's just like, I can't take it anymore, man. I know, I know. You know and what I mean? It's I know, just... I know. I hear you, man. I hear you, and I don't know what to say because you know what? It's not like this is the finals. This yeah, is the first, first round. round. This is the this first, is round. first round, and you have your best team ever. You have your best team ever, and look, yep. the Blues are good. They won a cup in nineteen. Different team, but they won a cup. I get all that, yeah. uh, but it feels like the last six periods of hockey are just a kick in the shins. Yeah, and that's Kill what's shot. so disappointing. Yeah, and we shot. got Kaprizov. It's like we finally got a dude. We got exactly. it, the dude. He got 108 points this year. He's unbelievable. Like, we've got the guy. We've got the flower. It seems like we got the tough guys. We got the skill guys. We it's got good the goalies. T- yes. We've got it all, man. And it's like, here we go again. Here we go again. The biggest Are thing is the biggest, the biggest thing from my end is is there were wild teams in the past that made the playoffs that I absolutely personally despised. I didn't like them. I didn't like their character. They made me want to puke, okay? Mm-hmm. This team I really like. Like this team, and that's my problem. It's like I'm watching this, and, and look, I mean, yes, it's tough. It's the playoffs. It's tough to win. But when you allow um, Tarasenko to walk down the slot and, like, Give him a um, a basket of fruit. You know what he's going to do? Score. I, it just yes. I everything you said yes a thousand times. It's incredibly disappointing. Thanks, Cam. Appreciate Sorry, it, man. Cam. Sorry, Cam. Stick, I, I'd love stick to. with it. It stinks. It stinks. It hurts. Just oh, like love, man. Up a little bit again. All right. All right. I'll uh, I'll try my best. Your internet's not doing the best at old Cassidy Declan's. Let's uh let's try. What's going on with your internet? Huh? There we go. Let's try Luca. <laughs> Luca, what's up? How are we doing? Hey, there? Luca. Hey, man, that was uh, that was probably the worst, just the biggest letdown in the third period I think I've ever seen. It's just, it was just like a stab to the heart, and it was terrible. Um, the two points I have are the first one um, from a game perspective, like this game specifically, was hit the net. Um, there was a lot of shots, you know, and I get shots get tipped, but it just seemed like a lot of shots were getting you know, flown into the crowd or, you know, way over into the net or the safety net or just um, 
or right over the glass. And it's like, you cannot get chances if you're not hitting in that. And obviously we had plenty of chances in the game and it's a matter of capitalizing, but at the same time, if you're not hitting the net, nothing is going to come to you. Mm-hmm. That was one thing I thought. And another thing which is like, you know, the whole backs against the wall elimination game thing is it is really hard to put faith in this team on Thursday because of the history, you know, 17-18, we lost to the Jets. Uh, you know, last year we lost to the Knights in game seven. And it's just like, it's just kind of at this point for me, it's really just expecting, okay, how bad are we going to lose in this elimination game? Because uh, when you don't make it to the second round since 2015, you know, the, how can you blame the fans, you know? Because if you make the playoffs and you lose in the first round, so what? You're no better than the team that didn't just miss by a little bit because you, end of the year you didn't win the cup. So right. uh, that's how I'm feeling right now. Um, I appreciate you guys having me on the show. Um, I continue to have a great rest of your night. Thank you. Thanks, dude. Thanks, Luca. Pr- appreciate it. Yeah, uh, you know, it kind of feels like with this wild team, Judd, it, it reminds me a lot of, of those San Jose Sharks teams, you know, before they made their cup like five, six years ago, where like at least this one did, not like past wild teams, because those Sharks teams were better than the wild teams that got bounced in the first round. But those Sharks teams that were really good in the regular season, had talent up and down, just always seemed to get bounced early in the playoffs. And it, it just stinks that this team can't figure it out this time after all the moves and everything that they've been able to do. Yeah, it's a completely different team. And so that that's why, like, and this team has a ton of character. This team has good players. I think what's so disheartening, though, is that they played on Friday night in Game 3 in St. Louis. They played such a good road playoff game. I mean, that was so impressive. And, like, that sort of set a bar of, okay, this is, you know, this is really on point. And, you know, the next two games, games four and five, they just absolutely took opportunities that were goal. I mean, they would have been tough wins, but that's the whole point of playing in the playoffs. And they lost both games. I think that's what's just so disheartening about. I mean, they're not done, but tonight it just it's in in the last two games. It feels like there isn't the ability to get over the top again. I mean, how many times do we have to talk about that? I can't get over the top. Right. Ellis. What's up, guys? Are you okay, man? No, man. I'm no, doing it be. great, but it's it's not working. No, nothing's gonna work for me. But um, we'll I, got, I got a couple. I I mean, I deal with mental health issues. I I have Minnesota sports syndrome, um, and it's running through my veins up and down. Uh, can't can't seem to get away from it. But um, who's gonna replace Ryan Hartman? as, like, an actual elite center alongside um, Kirill Kaprizov so he doesn't request a trade in, like, three or three years. And, um, yeah, that's that's kind of the only thing I have to bring to the table. I'm probably going to crash here and start getting cry myself. Get some sleep, Ellis. Put your put, sleep put, well, Ellis. Sleep well. Sleep well. Your head on it. Look, Sweet dreams. I know a lot, of, about this. a lot of people are probably going to look at Ryan Hartman and say, hey, dude, what are you talking about? 34 goals, right? Career season. And he did. No one's yeah. going to take that away from him. Career season, he really blossomed. He he went from someone who flamed out as a first-round pick from a fourth-line grinder guy, rose back up through the ashes, and had an amazing season, was a bargain for his salary. He's had a good year. But, you know, playoffs change things. And mm-hmm. Ryan Hartman has not had a good postseason. And mm-hmm. you're seeing why, like, the what, what he was able to do in the regular season, and that's a great success story doesn't translate to postseason success. And this is where it matters, man. 
Like, if you want to be the top-line center, and look, he gets a great benefactory of playing with Kirill Kaprizov and also Matt Zuccarello, who's a phenomenal playmaker. But he's got to deliver in the postseason. And you're kind of seeing the Ryan Hartman that is more of his career, which is a nice role player and a nice player here and there, but not a bright lights player. And he's got to be that guy. And he isn't. Yeah, but Declan, I don't, like, my point continues to be this, which you're right, but he does, I don't think there's more to give. Like Fiala, there was more there. Like he's, it, it's disappointing, and there's more there, and and um, there's no question in my mind. I think Ryan Hartman, because the playoffs, to your point, are a different uh, a different thing. Mm-hmm. I think Ryan Hartman has hit his ceiling, and he's bouncing up against it game after game after game after game now. And like, I don't think we're gonna look at, oh my God, he scored two goals and had two assists. I don't think he's capable. I mean, the playoff hockey is so much different than than regular season hockey, and this is so difficult that I think what we are finding out was our worst fears about the Wilds' pivot position has been confirmed. Unfortunately, it's been confirmed in the playoffs, which is Eck fits his role perfectly. And, okay, here, here's a problem. Hartman is not a top-line center, and God bless him, the Goudreau line's not – no, has done nothing special. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, and Adam, and Adam on our YouTube section right here, like thoughts and shaking up the lines. I think, well, now the season's against the line, so you probably have to. Like, you probably have to. Yeah, but, but, but I mean, this comes back to our conversation going back to training camp, which is I don't think it matters because I don't think you've got lines that you can put in the playoffs centers at that are going to change a thing because you're not going to take Eck off the grief line, I don't think. And Beyond that, Hartman and Goudreau in this time of year are guys. They're probably third-line guys. So, so, like, what are you going to do? Move Goudreau to the top line? Uh, that doesn't fix a thing no. for me, and, right? And, and, look, Marco Rossi, even if he was healthy, because I believe he got hurt towards the end of the season, like, that doesn't change anything right now. No. It doesn't change. No, he, might help. he might make the well better next year, which is great. Oh, next year, yes. right now he wouldn't have. He but keep have. in mind, keep in mind too, we are being one lesson that Everson and Garen are teaching us right now. And you, me, the fan base all said, why is Boldy not playing against the Knights Yeah, last spring, right? Like, why is Matthew Boldy, we're, we're learning exactly yeah. why. Mm-hmm. We're learning exactly why. The playoffs are different. The problem is by not getting a center that they could have plugged in here, I don't think they have one. I just don't think they – and you're right. Like, Mar- to to have thrown Rossi in and March him in, like, let's see what you can do. You get to the playoffs, he's going to get shut down too right now. Maybe not in the future, but right now. Let's go to Patrick. What's up, Patrick? Hey, Patrick. Oh, man, what a game. Um, I know. At ESPN, they were pointing out the difference between Flurry and Bennington, where, Fleury, where Bennington was actually leaving the net and chasing the puck down while Flurry – would just stay in the puck and create more opportunities for the blues. Yeah. You know, I think it, I think it's time for a change. I kind of disagree with you, Judd. I think that putting cam in will shock or should shock the team. And I mean, it's worked for the blues when they swapped out goaltenders. So yeah. What do you have to lose? I mean, you might be right. Yeah. You got to do something. Yeah. I, I guess my, my point was, I just don't know if Dean is going to do that, but yeah, you know what? If, if they do, that's fine. Um, the problem with Flurry is when he tries to play the puck. From what I've seen, it's not good. So the problem is they just don't have. He, he's not that guy. 
Binnington, though, looked shaky at times, and I thought that they could could have exploited that far more and unfortunately, beyond the first period, failed to. Um, I would have driven to the net a lot more and mm-hmm. created contact oh, yeah. um, because the thing is, I think when Binnington's playing like he did tonight and they go down two to one, he is, as Dex and I have talked about a lot, subject to be rattled. And I would have done everything I could to do exactly that, and it felt like they came up short there. But um, can yeah, I ask why would we? Fun. Why would they? Why would you want to stay with Flurry since he's rolled with Cam almost all season, or not all season? But yeah, I mean, Cam was hot towards the end of the season, so I have no problem with that. Yeah. Like, Patrick, yeah, I, I just don't I, think they'll do it. I think, I think, well, I think they will. I disagree with Judd. I think at this point, with their backs think- against the wall, I, I think they will. I cool. and, and look, that might work. Yeah, that might be able to work. So I, I, I agree with you. I think they will go. Worth a shot. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Patrick. See ya. Thank you. Good stuff, Patrick. Right. Keep it moving. Wild end line right now. Let's, uh, I think he's outside. Justin, are you there? You the Grim Reaper? Are you okay? I, I am here. Can you hear me? Yep, I got you. Okay. Dark out there. Yeah, I'm, see, I'm actually in, in a dark room in my, my apartment here, just swallowing in my, my sorrows of Minnesota sports fandom. Um, what you got to do? So. Just living, living it up right here. But uh, just a couple thoughts here. Uh, first, responding to, you know, shaking up the lines. Uh, who would you put at center? Dex froze, too. Um, oh, are we frozen? Oh, you're good. You're, uh, you're fine. I, uh, I think, you know, someone commented about Jose. He's been playing well. At times, he showed some promise. He can, he can play skillful on the puck and has some heart. Maybe throw him on the first line instead of Hartman, because Hartman has played questionably uh as of late. Uh, so that could be something, potentially. Um, and then I also want to point out, I think they need to go back for the playoffs to the one versus eight, you know, seeding that way. Because correct me if I'm wrong, it was Avalanche, Wild, Flames, Blues, and the Sandings in the West. I don't uh, think it's fair. To, Avalanche, yeah. Wild. I think oh, I, I see what you're saying. Yes. It, so that the Blues I, and Wild are playing is, yeah. Yeah, I think it would have been the, if they had gone to the seating system you're talking about, I think it would have been Kings Wild, right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Not not to make an excuse, but I'm going to hope that they can pull it out here. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll see. Thanks, Thanks for having Justin. me. Thanks, man. Yep. I appreciate it, Justin. Yeah. Go ahead, Judd. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, just uh, taking a glance at the stat sheet here, Jarrett Spurgeon tonight, a minus three. Yeah, he was rough. The, him and Middleton, Middleton was brutal tonight, especially on the on the third. Yes, goal. on the Tarasenko goal. But yes. I still, but I still Awful. object to the fact that nobody picked Tarasenko up. Yeah, that was not. I, I mean, he's got to be I picked mean, up because the Buchnevich pass is then a pass that goes into the middle of the ice. I mean, that puck was right on Tarasenko's stink, stick, and nobody picked. You've got to have that guy, right? You got to have him. Middleton on that play was flat out beaten, which is unfortunate. You don't like that. But I mean it wasn't that he, he wasn't trying. He was flat out beaten. But somebody I mean, come on, it's it's Tarasenko. You gotta at least have him. Give yourself yeah. a chance. They can give themselves a chance. Still a packed premium right now on Wild Bent Line. We have almost a thousand people watching us. Uh if this is the first time you're watching Judd's hockey show. That's Judd Solgat. I'm Declan Goff. Thank you. Hit the subscribe button right here on Score North for daily Minnesota sports entertainment. This is a safe space. This is Ventline. We also do Vikings Ventline, of course, on Purple Daily and once a week with myself and Vikings fans. But this is your this is a safe zone. We still talk wild. We'll still talk offseason Timberwolves and Twins and plenty of other things right here on this channel. So hit the subscribe button. Run Apple. Run Spotify. The Score North app as well. Packed green room. Keep it rolling here. Let's uh, let's go to Rick. Hi, Rick. Hey, what's going on, guys? My connection coming through okay? 
You're coming yep. through great. Doing well. Uh, thanks for having me on. Always love coming on. The- um, funny thing is, I you know I've been a diehard Vikings fan my whole life, and honestly, I've never really been a huge hockey guy. But you know, listening to you guys every single day, you kind of made me want to follow the Wild, and so I you know I tuned into this series and just trying to show my support, you know, for all Minnesota sports, and uh, I see it's really rough. <laughs> um, yes, sir. The funny thing was, though, in game four, like, I saw, like, St. Louis really controlled that entire game. And so this one, the first period, it seemed like Minnesota came out ready to, like, kind of punch them back in the mouth. And they were bodying those guys. You know, they got a lot of hits in that first period. And they were playing Mm -hmm. super rough and tough. And then it just seemed to kind of slip away. And once St. Louis was like, okay, we'll hit you back, they just kind of stopped, it seemed. It was very odd to me. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I I think, you know, from what I saw, you got the Wild have the potential to win the series, but kind of I kind of got that vibe too. It felt like a kill shot tonight, which Yeah, it really did. It yeah. really did. And the third period was, I mean, I, the problem with that is the Blues came out hot. The Wild didn't look great. Then Kaprizov scored his two goals. Second yeah. period I thought was spectacular hockey. Like like it was tight, but I loved it. Yeah. The third period to me inexcusable. Mhm. As soon as they got inexcusable. that that first goal in the third period it was like the wind got sucked out of that arena like the crowd just looked dead you yes. know yeah it, it was like as like kind of like an outsider but like a guy who loves the vikings it was like i was like oh i've seen this before you know i knew exactly what was going on there and i felt so bad for all the wild fans you know i trying to show support and i could just see exact it's the exact same vibe as so, so many vikings games Unfortunately, you're a thousand percent right, and that thanks, stinks. Rick. Thanks hey, for thanks coming on, man. Yeah, it, Judd. It, I, I felt that uh, just when they hit the third goal, that it was just like you could hear a pin drop in there, just at least on the television screen. And then, of course, they get the fourth one on a weird shot from. Ter- I mean, it was a howitzer, but a shot from far away from Tarasenko, and Flurry's been someone that gives up goals from far away as well. Uh, it, this that Minnesota fear that strikes in. I mean, I was watching on the couch with a buddy of mine tonight right before vent line started. And even he was clanking his teeth during the second intermission before well, even people, the third period started. Dude, On the talk, people were sending me notes. I'm nervous. And I said, I said, yes, that's fine. But here's the difference. The wild is a superstar. Kaprizov. They're going to be in decent shape here. Um, yeah. Like I thought, like to me through two periods, this was fun. Like this is a, it's supposed to be intense. It's supposed to be edge right. of your seat viewing but you're not supposed to expect what we got again that's the thing is it it feels like a a dex a self-fulfilling prophecy because (laughs) we expect the worst but then we get it and no one from the team is like oh no no that's not going to happen tonight um i you know i felt like kaprizov down one rip in the first period did exactly that because he's like screw this i'm going to score some goals but the third period it's like Fans are like this, and that, and then the team goes like this. I mean, that's what's ridiculous about it. it. It's up to the team to say, we got this, folks. We got this. 91 Twins, do you know what they said? We got, we got this. It. 87 Twins, Game 6, Ken Daly facing Herbeck. Saturday afternoon ball game. Herbeck said, don't worry, I got this. That's what, that's what we need. We need reassurance. Then that will go away. Unfortunately, we never get it. And got so, again, it. it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's a vicious cycle. It's a vicious cycle. Sports dad's telling you the fans get nervous. The team then shows that uh, it's, you know, but it's up to the team to say, no, 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 
Tonight's a different night. Tonight I make that save. Didn't get Keep it. Keep it moving. Packed room. Bennett. What's hey, up, guys. Man? What's going on? Can you get me good? Yep. Love oh, the collection that's a, in the background. Dude, that's cool. Love the I got, I got the jerseys back there. I got about 16 oh, yeah. or 17 wild okay, jerseys back nice. there. Big fan. That's, that's seriously Big fan. Nice. That's a story Love. for another day, though. Listen, I got a little card here. I'm going to try to make my time short because I know that we got a lot of people in the room. Um, the refs were the difference in this game. We scored twice on the power play, and I feel like the refs saw that and just decided not to give us another one. I mean, they were flying around the ice. I think there was a point in the second period Shen left his feet to put a dirty hit on Kaprizov completely uncalled for and the refs just never even called it um and that leads me to my second point the blues got under our skin um there was a point in the third period i saw duhame essentially having a wrestling match in the center of the ice nowhere near the puck i forgot who it was with um but i mean at that point in the game i was like this is over they're under our skin that's the game that the blues play right um and cap was the only one that showed up tonight Listen, I mean, you can make a case that Marcus Foligno showed up tonight because he was throwing around hits. He was doing Marcus Foligno things. Ten hits. Love yeah, him. He was, he Love was the guy. He's my favorite player on the wild. I got all his jerseys. You can make a case he showed up, but, I mean, Cap was really the only one that did it. Um, if you're going to roll with Flurry in the net for the next two games, you have to be committed to clearing the pucks out of the slot. Flurry mm-hmm. lets up those rebounds in the slot, mm-hmm. and that's how the Blues are scoring on us. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's... It's disgusting to watch. It's the dirty, greasy goals that they're getting on us. Yeah, Flurry has a couple shots over the shoulder here or there from the high point, but it, it's the pucks in the slot that we're not clearing out that the Blues are getting. Um, you how, know, how sod standing there in front of the net with Spurgeon right there? And someone's got to move him. I mean, you, you're right. The defense, the defense has to play better. The defense has to play better. The blue line has to be better. Um, and I mean, Dumba and Fiala, it is. In, in the middle of the season, it was tough to choose between Dumba and Fiala because they were both great, and we loved them both. Right now, it's tough to choose between Dumba and Fiala because they're both laying stinkers in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, man. You're I right. Mean, look, look me in the eyes and tell me I'm wrong about that. It's, it's, Dude, it's, it's ridiculous. It's um, hard. God, I mean, I, I only got a couple more points here. Like I said, I'm going to try to make it quick. Um, this state needs a chiropractor because everybody has scoliosis it is ridiculous the vikings have broken our hearts so many times and it has set just horrible expectations for playoff teams in this state um listen i was a doomer at one point in the season you know when uh i think felino did knee to the face against the jets players he got suspended we went on a 12 game skid i was like this team's over we're gonna go on a skid for the rest of the year we're gonna miss the playoffs and then they came back they took second in the uh, in the Western. Now is not the time to be a doomer. Listen, I, I see all you guys in the comments. I, I know you're trash and flurry. You're trash and Fiala. You're trash and everybody on the team. Sell the farm. Keep keep Felino and keep Kaprizov. We can do that after game six if they lose. We can do that after game seven if they lose. Which, by the way, I do think this goes seven games. I don't know if I can do it uh, impromptu write this down. The Wild play more than 60 minutes. For the rest of the season. If they lose in game six, it's going to be an overtime or they win the game. They bring it back to Minnesota for game seven. Nice. I don't know if you guys are going to let that be or write that down, but I'm throwing that one out there. I like it. Um, I mean, I, I think that's pretty much all the points that I had. You know, you guys can touch on them later if you want to, but appreciate it. that's everything that I got. Thanks for having me guys. I appreciate it. Good stuff. Wow. Thank you very much. Call the night from Bennett so far. I was, I was very that's accurate. Um, it was, man. I don't, 
The officiating was inconsistent and not good, but I don't agree it was not the game. There, there were some missed calls for sure. Um, there were probably missed calls both ways. The Shen jumping hit on Kaprizov was dirty and was a BS hit. But that being said, the Wild cost themselves this game. Yeah, they, look, The third period's their fault. That's officiating, not fault but their it's, own. It's not perfect in this league. It's far from perfect. And and I just I can't put that in the pie chart of blame of why you lost the game. I just can't. You, you lost to yourself, and you and your superstar was the one that showed up. Like if 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 I think you're having really a tunnel and you're pigeonholing yourself if you really think it was the officiating that caused this game. That was bad. Officiating well, yeah. bad all over the damn Z- league. Like Zuccarello got pulled down by Shen uh, right before I believe the first Tarasenko goal. But that being said, that does not then mandate because you're mad about not getting that call. The Tarasenko right. skates right down the slot. So right. yeah, it's it's not good. It's inconsistent. Actually, you're right. It's inconsistent throughout the entire league. Not stopping right now, though, on Wild Vent Line. Still got plenty of wild fans. Uh, but, Judd, before I get our next guy in here, why don't you uh, why don't you tell everyone how you've stayed skinny so throughout oh. this entire wild season? Yes. You have actually managed to drop weight. How yes, have you been I able have. to do that? 40 pounds down, thanks to my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers. And I want to tell you right now that this is the way to not only lose the weight, but keep it off. And that is the toughest thing because we've all dropped weight before. But what is the struggle? Keeping that weight off. And my friends uh, at Livia have helped me do that. They've helped me keep the weight off now uh, in their maintenance program. It's fantastic. How can you do it? Very simple. Livia.com. L-I-V-E-A.com. Inside or outside the state. So, yes, they, they've got uh, their locations here in town, but guess what? If you're um, a Judd's Hockey Show fan, and let's say you're consuming this show right now in, I don't know, Florida, guess mm-hmm. what? They can take care of you. They can help you lose the weight. And then, as I said, they can help you keep that weight off. Livia, L-I-V-E-A.com. All right, keep it moving on Wild Vent Line. Let's go to Jay. Jay, what's up, man? Welcome to Wild Vent Line. How are you? Hey, Jay. Oh, uh, you're Hey, good. how's it going? Uh, you, awesome. you got me okay? Yep, got you. Perfect. Great. Uh, hey, how's it going, guys? Um, native Minnesotan, living in Chicago from Cambridge. Um, I'm 23 years old. I've watched this stuff all my life with the Twins, Vikings, the Wild. Um, I missed the first period because I was at work, but bottom line, um, this just ended up being embarrassing to watch. You know, I mean, we had a decent first period, two power play goals, all I can ask for. We got the power play goals. That's good. You know, that's what we need to work on. Um, But honestly, in the second period, when they scored that tying goal, I felt that momentum shift from from being comfortable, like, oh, okay, you know, uh, to sort of the nervous comfortability that we are akin to uh, being Minnesota sports fans. And then the third period, we just absolutely broke down, flat out outplayed. Uh, Honestly, the Jacob Middleton play right before the third goal, that just sums this up. Puck's rolling along the boards, going around the corner. Um, Buchnevich right behind him makes no effort to go for the puck, you know, and then he fed it to Tarasenko, scored 3-2, and uh, that's honestly kind of when I knew it was over. That was that was absolutely embarrassing to watch. Um, obviously, Kirill played great, uh, you know, but one guy can't play, you know, one guy does not make a team, which is unfortunate to say, you know, and this is, I mean, this is really the most excited I've been about a team since the 09 Vikes. 
honestly, for better or for worse. And God forbid we do come back and win in seven. I am absolutely terrified for whatever we would have to deal with in round two, because um, what what I have just been witnessing here is not it. Um, the big uh, one of the big things I noticed was, yeah, we're generating shot attempts, but they're they're not on goal. We're not getting down low in the slot. Um, we're not getting in front of the net, you know, and. Yeah, I don't know. Like, we're not – we we played more physical tonight, which was right. great. Um, right. I enjoyed that. But if we're not – if we're not getting in front of Bennington or Huso, if we're not down low in the crease, then what is the point? You know, we have the talent to come back. I don't know if we will. Um, the only question I have for you guys, which is – kind of being a dead horse. Um, I mean, you know, Flurry played fine. Um, I guess he generates juicy rebounds, but come on. We, you know, we know this. We got to play around this. So right. do we start Talbot in game six? You know, I pale to think of whether or not it makes a difference. But, you know, aside from shaking up lines, I'm not really sure what else can be done at this point. Thanks, Chef. Good stuff. My personal opinion is I don't think Dean's going to change it. If he does, I have zero problem with it uh, in, in goal. As far as the line shakeups go, what are you going to shake up? I mean, are you, you going to promote Jost? Um, again, if you flip Goudreau and Hartman, okay, who cares? Like, that's not going to help you. Um, I don't think that under any circumstance are you going to break up the grief line, and I don't think you're going to break up Zuccarello and Kaprizov, right, Dex? Um, and, and, like, we saw when they put Fiala and Kaprizov together five on five briefly, it didn't really work. So I guess, I guess as far as the lines go, I understand what people are saying. I just don't know. I think the only real jolt to your point uh, would, would be Cam Talbot starting for the flower and goal. Um, and defensively, I mean, you're going to put Kulikov back in. I don't think they're going to. So yeah. minor changes, tweaks. The lack of better word, tweaks or I mean, what you could. The goaltending thing would be a shakeup. I just, I mean, Dean has, when Dean stuck with Flower after game one, I said, I don't think he's going to take him out unless he gets hurt. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I am not saying that, that they shouldn't consider it. I just right. don't know it's going to happen. Keep it moving. Brandon, are you there? <clears throat> yes, sir. Hey, How are man. you, man? Hey, good. 100% with you on what are you going to do to juggle up lines? Doesn't make any sense. There's the only thing to do would be moving up Fiala, but then you're moving down Zuccarello, which helps Kaprizov immensely. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, changing goalies, I don't really think it's been the goalie's fault. One thing I talked about tonight with my buddies was just we're not getting second chance opportunities, period. At all tonight, uh, we were first shot team. There yep. was no no getting after the rebounds. And then secondly, uh, obviously a power play has been a big talk about the seasons as a whole. Our frustration is me and my close group of friends who evolve in hockey players is we don't have any right-headed and specialty players. The one guy we have is Dumba, and as you guys alluded to earlier, nobody can shoot. Uh, Dumba can't shoot right-handed. And they don't run an umbrella to let 
them impose their will to just, okay, how many times are you willing to block the shot? You know, I'm not saying I was a professional hockey player, but I killed penalties in high school and it came down to how many times were you willing to block a shot? Right. And, uh, we don't do that. It's, Hey, pass here, pass here, pass here. Sooner or later, you just got to rip the damn thing. Um, but yeah, we don't have a right-handed shot, which makes our power power play one-sided, and it's just really frustrating. Outside of that, this is the only year I've ever been pot committed on the Wild. Uh, I was an Avalanche fan because I'm the same age as Mackie, basically. Um, and who was the hockey team that was good other than the Red Wings, which my brother was a Red Wings fan, so I naturally didn't like the Red Wings. Uh, but yeah, that's what I got. Uh, that's how I feel. That's awesome. what I think. So thanks Brandon. Good stuff, yeah. Man. All good stuff. Yeah. I, I, I think there's tweaks that could be made. I think Cam Talbot probably gets game six, by the way, Dean Evison um, said in his post game that if they had about 20 more Kirill Kaprizovs that worked their butt off, probably a different series. Well, that third period is very disturbing. Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie about this. I, that, that was not a good period. That was a period that I'm shocked. I'm saying this, but it felt like old school, uh, this team old school wild playoffs, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Like when you're low, like the old guard. When you're allowing them to do the things that the and look, the Blues, the one thing that we know, they're going to work their asses off, and they did, and they did. And then Tarasenko is an incredibly skilled player. He he beat when he you. Wants to be. yeah. But it felt like yeah, exactly. When he wants to be, it's well put. But it felt like um, it felt like they opened up the door for problems, and the Blues said, "Okay, cool, thank you, no problem." So, all right, keep it moving. Got a few more guests here. Nick, what's up, pal? How are you, man? Hey, guys. Can you hey, hear Nick. me? Yep, got you. All right. Um, so I just have one question at the end of this little rant I'm going to go on. Um, so I'm a, I'm a Minnesota fan from uh, Wausau, Wisconsin. Uh, my dad's from, from Duluth, so I grew up here. Uh, just I'll, I'll, I'll mainly, I'm a main Vikings fan, but um, uh, I just – at this point, I'm just like, what are what are the Viking or what what do Minnesota teams have to do at this point to like make a deep playoff run to get to a championship? I'm uh, almost 25 years old, and I've not seen like 09 Vikings and the 17 Vikings were the highlight of what I've seen. Um, it's just uh, so growing up here, I, I'm mainly surrounded about by uh Packer fans and when when they uh when they ask like why I'm not satisfied with just going to the going to the playoffs with I'm not I'm not a Kirk Cousins guy cuz I don't think he can win a Super Bowl uh it just it they don't understand that I've not seen anything so like Playoffs isn't good enough for me. Like I want to see championships, um, and I, that's why I'm with you guys on that. Um, I guess the last question, the question I want to end on is: I I like Spurgeon as a player, but do you guys think he's a long term captain? Like I just feel like he he isn't the most vocal guy. He he's a really good defenseman, but um, I just feel like. Most captains around the league, I'm not like super into hockey, but uh, most captains around the league that I hear about, know about, um, are super vocal and can really get the guys going and you hear about it and you see it. 
And I just, I don't know if Spurgeon does that, or I, I guess I just haven't seen that. Um, so I guess that's just the question I'm mainly wondering about, guys. Good stuff. Thanks, Thanks man. Um, I think that I, I know exactly what you're saying. I think Felino, who wears um, an A, plays the role of being like the vocal guy. Dumba does too. Um, and so I think that they just think that there's such respect for Jared that that's why he wears the C. Um, I don't see a problem here, though, because I think the leadership structure as currently constituted is good because, I, I, I mean, Marcus, is, as we both seen, Declan, uh, yeah. back in the days when we were actually allowed in the room post-game, Marcus is such a dynamic personality type, but I don't think that he is jealous that he doesn't have the C. No, so so I all. actually think it works out absolutely fine right now. The thing is, as he progresses here in the next few years, and, and I'm going to guess his English, at least behind the scenes, is improving. Um, Kaprizov's the type of superstar where you're going to have an, an A or a C sooner rather sure. than uh, li- later just because he's such a dynamic player. But, yeah, I get your point. I think Spurgeon being a quiet uh, a quiet type actually doesn't, unlike the old Koivu days when the A's were Parisian suitor, I don't think it's, I don't think that's a problem for this team. I agree. I, I agree with that. I think he's a fine, fine leader. All right. Keep it moving. Wild bent line. Zeke, what's up, man? Uh, nothing, guys. Thank you for uh, taking my video call, I guess. But I'm uh, sorry if this is just kind of regurgitating points. But uh, no worries. We're all here for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's just, it's the same thing that, you know, I've guessed generally historically been. You know, maybe to, you know, my own detriment, I guess, too positive sometimes. And watching this team this year, I mean, you know, I, I went to probably 12, 13, 14 games this year and watched every one, obviously. But, you know, even when they would lose, they would, they would score three or four goals. There would be, you know, it wouldn't be they were just playing like crap. It didn't look like a complete disinterest. And, I mean, even early in the series, I mean, they played game one, got your butt kicked on home ice. And, you know, I thought, okay, I think they're going to be fine because, you know, they've done it all year. They've, you know, they've came back and they did. They came back, played a really good game too. And, you know, and historically in the playoffs, they've been horrible on the road. And, you know, they kick butt in game three and you think, okay, here we go. You know, that, you know, even if it's still probably going to go seven, but I, you know, it's just, it's just frustrating because, you know, I want, wanted to believe in this team so badly this year, just with what we've seen. And obviously even tonight, I thought, you know, I thought their first 10 so minutes of the game weren't fantastic. And then you have, you know, obviously Kaprizov come in, fry the jolt. He makes that great play to strip the puck from Pareko on the power play and scores. And you think, okay, everyone's going to see that and go, let's be more like him. You're not going to score like him, but, you know, just work your butt off and things are going to go well. And just, you know, there's there's nothing. It just it doesn't – I just don't get how when you go into third period of a playoff game at home that you, it's only one guy on the team shows life. It just – it doesn't really make any sense. And obviously, you know, when I wake up tomorrow, I'll probably not be as doom and gloom as I am right now tonight, but I just, it, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense considering what we've seen all year from this team, how, you know, everybody can just go quiet and it's uh, yeah, no, I mean, overall, obviously goal is to win the Stanley cup, but you know, for me, honestly, I just wanted to at least see one series win, just at the least, you know, just cause it hasn't happened, it's happened yeah. three times and, you know, Colorado's tough. If you would have lost in like six or seven to them, suck around, you know, big, you know, that happens. It's not, it's not what we want, but, you know, at least you'd have something to feel good about that you beat a good St. Louis team. And, you know, if you, 
go out with the whimper on Friday after, you know, crapping the bed on home two ice. It's just, uh, you know, it's, it's just a huge bummer, I guess, is, you know, kind of what I want to say. Well put, man. Well Thanks, put. Zeke. Yeah. Thank you. See you, Zeke. Yeah, that's very disappointing. Very disappointing. And I, I think that's what, that's what's frustrating. Zeke's point of like, this team's always been able to come back and go through adversity and that third period showing today, like just crap, like well, just it's, crap. It's not, it's not excusable. It's not Ugly excusable. Seat. It is no, there is no excuse when you know that these games are basically games predicated on not giving up any time or space. And especially after game four, not making more stupid mistakes, you made more stupid mistakes. Mm-hmm. Like this is how you did. This is if, if there was a cookbook of how to lose playoff games, the last two games have been or winning the Rachel recipes. Ray, baby. Yeah. They have been winning recipes of the wild cookbook for how to blow games that you God, can't blow. Man. Keep it moving. A few guests left on Wild Event Line. Thank you for everyone for hanging out with us too, by the yeah, way. Yeah, you guys are Appreciate awesome. it. Almost Certainly. an hour strong here. It's past midnight. Judd's going to be dragged out of the XL Energy Center by Kulikov here any minute. Um, keep it moving, though. Let's uh, let's go to Sean. Sean, what's up, man? Welcome to Wild Event Line. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Good. How are you, man? Yeah. Yeah. I, you yeah. know, I've been better. Yeah. I feel you. Um, I got a uh, few things to go over, some rant ranting to do. Um you know, I've, I've, my earliest kind of, um, foray into Minnesota sports was 98 Vikings way back in high school. And, um, just kind of been living, you know, living the, the dream of postseason heartbreak since, um, I've kind of, I dropped watching the wolves a long time ago, dropped watching the twins after they couldn't beat the Yankees. Um, Vikings I watch cause it's just a few hours a week to, you know, throw my time away. Um, wild have been, you know, it's every year they make the playoffs and get swept out. But, boy, I tell you, this year I, I allowed myself to believe again. I got I got amped up. I was I was in. Uh, I got my, my wife into it. We're glued to the TV. And here we are again. It's the same story. And, you know, the I thought this team, you know, they've, they've done such a good job at fighting against adversity. They come back late in games. They lead the league. Uh, in six on fives, a lot of that is when they pull the goalie at the end. Um, you know, they had that slump. Everybody was counting them out, and they came back, and they were the hottest team in hockey. And it doesn't matter. We're, we're here again, the same exact place that we've always been. Um, I, I, I'm so disappointed. I, I, I just I don't even have words for it. Um, I think you put it perfectly. I think yeah. you put it – no, it's seriously. I think you put it, yeah, it absolutely perfectly. It this, felt this like was, this was going to be different. And but but John, to your point too, and it's a great one. The 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 reinvestment, right? Like the reinvestment of belief of this is different because this team is different. They feel different. Um, it didn't. It never felt like. I mean, I'm shocked that we're talking about. Well, one game four complete missed opportunity because the Blues were down four key defensemen, but tonight third period we're talking about basically a poor effort. How is that even possible? Like oh. it's not, you know, it'd be one thing if they <clears throat> had gone into the gone into OT tied at two, right? And Tarasenko scores a, a goal or right. something. And it's like, okay, that's disappointing. But we're talking about literally a lack of effort in the third period. They, they played some stupid hockey again, and that to me is what is just so discouraging when you've reinvested and been like, this is different. I'm going to allow myself to believe, and you just get kicked right in the shins. That's how I feel. Yeah. Absolutely, uh, the the. One of the things I noticed, you know, one of the notes that I put down here was it felt like the crowd 
was, you know, they were feeling it from the beginning of the game. I, they weren't as amped up as they were games one and two. Uh, they, they definitely were, were a little bit nervous. Uh, that, that second goal went in, you know, the, the kind of a lucky puck goal uh, right in the five hole there. And you could just feel the, the crowd yes. get really nervous real fast. And we came out as a team yes. flat, you know, as a crowd flat in the third period. Kaprizov, the, the Kaprizov goals turned this building loose. It was great. Like, this place was going nuts. And you're right. The side goal in the second period to tie it at two, everyone, to, to Dex's point, went, uh-oh. Yep. And then and then it was as if that was an extension. But, I mean, it's up to the team to say, no, 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 it, it's fine. We got this. And that's the thing. Again, I'll, I'll go back to the term. That's the self-fulfilling prophecy of, like, nobody puts an end to this. Nobody ends it. The team doesn't. The fans don't. No one can end this. And it's like Saad scored. Okay, that's a bad goal. Um, but, you know, it's 2-2. It's not the end of the world. But it felt like that. So, yeah, your your points are spot on. And uh, they're disappointing, but they're correct. You could sense it with the crowd. Uh, you know, and the, the crowd, when Kaprizov would get the puck, the place would light up. And it was like everyone knew it was, he was the, he was the only chance we had. If, if he could yeah. score, we'd win. If he couldn't score, it was like we just had yeah. no chance. We were, it was just going to be a Minnesota loss, um, embarrassing to the end. Um, you know, yeah, I, I got a bunch of stuff. The the Our defense, you know, I, I know everybody's kind of on flurry for for rebounds and stuff, but the defense yeah. has got to clear those guys out. You got to get sticks yes. on sticks. You can't, you, gotta, you can't let people sit in front of the net. Um, O'Reilly got another clean, you know, clean rebound. No, no one's within three feet of him. He just, you know, pulls it around flurry, no problem. And if you watch their defense, we can't get any clean shots. Our shots are all from the outside. They're hitting bodies. Um, it's not like Bennington didn't give up rebounds. He gave up rebounds, but there's no, no one of our guys are down there to, to suck him up. Um, I mean, it, you know, you just watch that and that that's, that's the game. Um, Dumba. Can, Dumba needs to leave. I, I'm so sick of watching this guy on defense. He, he's, I guess he has some offensive talent when he can shoot, but he's clearly hurt or something. I, I know, Judd, you've said that before. Um, yeah, he's not right. Uh, on defense, I'm just tired of watching him be out of position constantly. Uh, Fiala, you know, has disappeared. And, you know, I'm sure in about seven, I'm going to give it seven years, we're going to watch Kaprizov, uh, two-time Stanley Cup winner somewhere, probably L.A. or something. Um, and retire as a Hall of Fame player. Ranger. Great you know, Ranger. Yeah, yeah. Like Gabbert. Yeah, it would be fantastic. It, you know. <laughs> it's right. the Thanks. Minnesota story. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, Thank you very yeah. much. God, I hope that doesn't happen with Kirill. Kirill yes. on Broadway. I can see it. you got to get a center. I mean, I, I hopefully Marco Rossi is going to be the guy. Got to hope hopefully so. Hopefully he's the they guy. Don't grow on trees. So you got to figure out who it is. A few more left. Let's go to uh, John. How's Donaldson, it going, man? Good hour, you Good bud. All right, I'm going to make this real quick because I know you guys uh, want to go to bed probably. So one comment, one question. Um, I am not a huge Wild fan, uh, but I've watched the Wild pretty much all these playoffs. Gigantic Wolves fan. I'm going to make a little bit of a comparison. I think both teams have gotten very much exposed in the playoffs in one key uh, scenario. The Wolves, depth at the big, rebounding. The Grizzlies were like the best rebounding team in the NBA. Uh, offensive rebounding, the Wolves got killed there. The Wild and the Blues, the Blues are very deep up the middle. The Wild are not. So yep. I'm sure you guys agree with that, but I just wanted to mention it. And then the question I have is, Judd, 
I know you went to a, a lot of the Wolves playoff games and you've obviously been at the Wild games. How would you compare the atmospheres? Like which one is better? I'm guessing probably the X, but I just want to hear your thoughts. I've been arguing with my buddies. Interesting. Um, no, I wouldn't say that that's a slam dunk. Um, I think the expectations for the Wild are higher, so the fans here are actually, I think, more tense. Um, at the at, at uh, the Wolves games, I think there was, uh, oh, man, we're in the playoffs and it's going to be fun. I can't tell you how impressed I was by Wolves fans. Um, and look, the basketball fan is probably a very different fan in some ways than, ho- than the uh, yeah. hockey fan. But I Here's my sense. I think the crowds at the X are more uptight. Like, I mm-hmm. think the nerves kick in quicker. Uh, as soon as Saad scored, this place got up, uptight again. Uh, it felt like, I, I mean, the the Wolves blew leads that were phenomenal, but I felt like those crowds actually, there were a lot of times as the, those leads were being blown that the crowd stayed sort of in it, in the moment. And, the, and then they had to be stripped of, you know, every bit of hope by the fact that the Wolves blew, what, in one game alone, 26 and 25-point leads. Um, but, no, I am not going to I – am, I am a hockey guy through and through, but I am not going to say that the crowds in St. Paul beat the crowds in Minneapolis because I actually thought Wolves fans were great, and I think Wild fans are more of the uptight, there's expectations here, and this team is blowing them. That doesn't mean that they're not good fans. It's just yeah. I, I, I thought the Wolves fans were fantastic. Yeah, I get the vibe too that just that just the Wolves fans showed up and and they've been hungry for that for such a long time. Where Wild fans, I mean, my God, they scored that third goal and, and you could hear a pin drop. I I also think Dex, and this is total guess. I also feel like the Wolves fans are a little bit more blue collar sports fans, and the Wild fans are like, well, we should be making. Run-. I mean, not across the board, but. Um, I felt like the Wolves fans were like more, you know, into it as far as that that went too. But yeah, when Saad scored tonight, I mean, this place went oh, a morgue, and and the team went and the team went oh, and that yeah. was good. It was a morgue. Couple more left here on Wild Bent Line. Let's go to Seamus. Seamus, hey, how Seamus. are you, man? Thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah, thanks for staying up. Uh, I'm gonna go quick, uh, but I gotta rip three people. Virgin, uh, Mister Hard Work and Having Fun. He can go work hard and have fun on the Devils next year. Minus three <laughs> from our captain. Minus three. Look, uh, bad he's, night. Bad he's, night. He's small. He he gets pushed around by these big uh, Blues forwards. He can't control the front of the net. Um, you know, I'm sure he's a nice guy, but put the C on Marcus Foligno for Game Six. Um, he wow. he can go. Uh, second, wow. uh, Billy G. Uh, we front of the show, right? Front of the show. show. He, uh, you know how this podcast, I listen to it all year long. Uh, JT Miller, uh, Thomas Hurdle, Tomas Hurdle, uh, Jack Eichel, uh, for all those fans who said they, oh, we can't trade Fiala. Oh, oh, we can't trade Dumba. Uh, how, you know, how would one of those guys next to Kreisoff look this playoff series? Fiala's given you what? Zero goals and 14 penalty minutes. Um, so, yeah, uh, Billy G, you failed to get a number one center, and now we're going into cap uh, uncertainty, and you may have missed your window. It's called hell. It's not uncertainty. Yeah. Well, it's called I, hell. It's, it's, the depths of, it's the depths of the fire of cap hell that they're about to be in. Third thing, uh, and this is partly on the grief line, but also Dean Evason. I counted. Uh, the, on non-odd man rushes, Greenway and Felino 
carried the puck into the offensive zone eight times. Those are that line is huge. They're giants. Dump the puck in, go check someone in the corner. Because I'll tell you what, Greenway and Felino stick handling the puck into the offensive zone, not going to cut it. These Blues defensemen, they protect that middle. Go dump the puck in the corner and bleep and hit someone. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Thanks, Seamus. Great stuff. Seamus, that, that last point is uh, a great point. Uh, um, get the puck in deep and then go hit them. Yeah. That's a great. That's a great point. There is there is a level of skill. Simple, that, but but the, the, there's a level of skill here that permeates the game at times. And I'm like, you don't need that much skill. Just he's right. Go hit people. Hey, it's going to hurt, but good for you. That's a great one, Seamus. Awesome right. call. Last one here. Um, and right. man, Minnesota sports fans aren't going to like this guy's name, but uh, Packers Nation, are you there? Are oh, you... What's up? What, I've been here up, for like dude? an hour. Yeah, man. What's up, man? Um, I think what happened is I'm a Packer fan, so I'm a glutton for punishment, and I get my yeah. expectations. I'm also a Timberwolf fan, so I know how to not have expectations. So, wait, with the Wild, they're the one team that's like the Minnesota, like, hockey, the, you know, we have these expectations. But, like, we come and we play and we're flat. It's like the team needs to just watch the Mighty Duck trilogy on the way to St. Louis and just clean up the freaking trash and throw everything on net. And just even with Marc-Andre Fleury, he just look, he looks like he doesn't want to make a mistake. So he just stays in his crease. And it's just disgusting. But at the same time, like, this team is better than what they're playing. And people say, like, oh, well, this team is done for. And it's like it's the playoffs. Like, we can go to St. Louis and score four goals and win four to one and come back to the XL and win three to two in overtime. You know what I mean? And I don't know. Like I said, I think this is just, like, I don't know. The the Timberwolves, you know, the Timberwolves kind of screwed me. And I'm just upset about that because Kinda. Memphis looks like the worst team in the back, like the playoffs. Like, honestly, it's just d- disgusting. But yeah, what's your guys' thought? I guess. Thanks. And um, I think Mike Andre Fleury should play because I just think Cam's done absolutely nothing versus the Blues. It tells me that he's going to do better otherwise. So stick with the vet who's been there before. I just sure. I don't know. Yeah, on, on his last point, there, Judd. I. I think I think Talbot gets the nod, but I mean I understand what he's saying. Like he, they've had his number all year, and I don't know if he's making that. The goaltending, in my opinion, look, he, it hasn't been perfect, but I don't have a problem with the goaltending tonight. Well, I've had a goaltending problem with this. I've had a problem with the goaltending this series. I've had a problem with the offense and the opportunistic and this well, and the defense weird tonight. mojo and the defense. Yes, I, mean, I don't I have, have a problem, problem with, with the, the defense tonight. The side goal, Spurgeon standing right there. Brodeen's right there. Somebody's got to, you know, take – I mean, you're allowed to tie the guy up in front. He he was not tied up properly. Um, the Tarasenko goal to break the tie, the 2-2 tie. I have a problem with that. Um, the, fourth, the fourth goal, the Tarasenko, so his second goal before the empty net goal is not a great goal. But, yeah, I mean, this series has not been lost on, on goaltending by any no. means. And, look, I mean, all of the comments that we got, and they're spot on – is Jordan Biddington looked like he was not sharp. Um, and you had to create rebounds and go to the net, drive the net, and capitalize. And they couldn't. And they didn't. And it's disappointing. 
Um, but I, do, I don't know that there is a reset. I don't know that there is a change that can be made now for Thursday that's going to fix this. I just don't. Like, I mean, the Talbot, if you put Talbot in for flour, it might provide a jolt of some sort, I guess. Um, but does it also let the team off the hook? Because there's guys who deserve blame. Um, this was just the flashback of what we saw in the final 20 minutes of this game tonight. It really disappoints me. I'm not happy about it. I'm not happy about it. And this is the type of these two games, because uh, you can certainly throw Sunday in as well, are the type of games that stick with you and say, how the hell did you not win one of those two? Okay, uh, I get it. Tough series. But how did you not win Sunday or Tuesday night? So Yeah, big missed opportunity. I'm, I'm just glad I had my chill boys on, strap those on as I go to bed tonight. Well, don't strap Try to forget on. about just, this, though. Put them yeah, on because I mean they I are incredibly so. comfortable. You got the long johns, you got the boxers. It's a local company, and if you enjoy, if you are still with us, Judd's Hockey Show, late at night, early, early on Wednesday. Now we appreciate that. So support those who support uh, us at Score North. That includes our friends at Chill Boys. You'll be happy that you did ChillBoys.com. And before we go, if you're still up, you know what? Why not? Why not go to your fridge right now? Because I know in your fridge, all of you, all of you are like Declan Goff. You have a surly of some sort. Perhaps it's a furious. Perhaps it's a drips and drops. Perhaps, Declan, you've got what again? Uh, I'm a surly supreme. Crushed, surly crushed supreme. One. Surly yeah, supreme. Yeah. Enjoyed that. Um, because, again, if you support those who, who support us, we can continue to bring you more of our Score North content. And you know what? Quite frankly, Without us, who would you cry to? Because we all need each other here. We do. This isn't this about is a safe a happy, space. We're not putting happy faces on this garbage. No, no, we're commiserating as as as, as comrades in arms, mm-hmm. man, doing- woman, child. You're all welcome at Score North because the only place, the only place to go is a place where you're going to get the truth. We've been doing this all series. This all series. So some some you know you might not be able to do it all series. We've we've been here all series. We've been all years. Now, I will say selfishly, I'm dropping out for I have a wedding on Saturday if they make a game seven. But, you know, that that's a different story. Score North still lives on without Declan. It'll be fine. Yeah, because we got, uh, what's his face? AJ. Thank you. We have our I Cam Talbot AJ. that's going to hopefully AJ. step in here. Couldn't and, remember and his name for a season. second because it's God, could night. you really forget his name? Yeah, Did you forget AJ? He's our coworker. You've met him. You interact with him. Dude, it's 1233. All right. All right. Fine. 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 I'm mentally fried. As a caller said before, Judd, how do you do it? And we started the show with an 18-year-old. His entire life is in front of him right now. He can't drink (laughs) Surly yet. He certainly Uh, can wear the chill boys, but he can't even drink a Surly yet. His entire life is in front of him. And yet he knew to ask me, Sports Dad, how do you do it? How have you gone through the hell? And I said, I got a couple World Series, but it's been a long time. That's all I got. All right, so wrap things up. I'm done from the X. Hit the subscribe button on this YouTube channel. Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment. The Hockey Whisperer uh, has probably laid his head down on his crystal ball and has some takes for tomorrow that he's going to bring to us to break down this Game 6 loss with the wild season now. And do or die mode. Do or die mode for the Wilds. Hit the subscribe button. Rate, like, subscribe. Apple, Spotify, Score North app is the central hub for everything we do. Full strength tomorrow. Well, debatable. We'll see. Judd's Hockey Show. Pass, shoot, score, and win a damn game. Did you know that 61% of pet owners feel more prepared to be a good pet parent after testing with Embark? 
Embark your dog with Embark's dog DNA test to get hundreds of actionable health insights. You can be proactive with their health and work with your vet on a personalized care plan. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.